Hey, listener. First Encounter is an explicit podcast by grownups for grownups. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Did you know that First Encounter has joined a collective? The Spilled Potion Collective is a nerdy and independent arts collective formed to support indie creators while promoting community, inclusion, and the drive to grow and improve. Go to SpilledPotion.com to learn more. <laughs> Him. He's the only one that could do it. Sephiroth. Where are you? I, I assume still naked and tied up in the north. <laughs> tied up. <laughs> If you will. (laughs) That's where I left him. Would you like to lead us off? I would like to uh, petish with you together, if you would. Count me down. Three, two, one. (sighs) I just sprayed. Oh, my God. Why does why why is yours never do this? Mine's always like all over the place, like all over my pop screen, all over my face. I think that's a you thing. I don't know what you are doing to manage mm. that, but talk to me what you got. Mm. So this is a new brewery for the podcast called Goodwater Brewery. So the reason we picked this one up is because the brewery is run by a friend of mine's father. <laughs> Uh, and and some other folk but uh yeah um it's one of my favorite breweries in vermont and it's not just because uh i'm i'm familiar with the folks who run it but uh it's just really a uh a really stand-up place and they have excellent can design their beers are all really tasty this one is my favorite of theirs actually so this is the hop collusion citra and simcoe hops so it's got like a very um almost uh like lemony bite to it i'd say go ahead give it a wet your whistle and uh, let me know how you think very good. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a really good one. Uh, it's actually only six and a half percent, so really not that bad for uh, for how hoppy it is. Very drinkable. Yeah, you can definitely taste the citrus with the hops. That's nice. That's what I was trying to say with the like lemony. Like I don't know if uh, a more discerning beer palate would have a differing opinion, but for me, it's a uh, very like lemony. Like when you zest a lemon and add it to something. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it's really good. Yeah. It's really fucking good. Good water brewery. Great folk. Great beer. Check them out. How you been lately? Been okay. Yeah, I uh, went on a fun little camping trip. Oh, a little campy camp. Yeah, a little tenty. I I pitched my tent. Did you outside? Excellent. Uh, Pitch my tent outside. Have a dad. Yeah. Did that. <laughs> that's it. That's, that, the that's all I've done. I mean, it's the yeah, only thing right. I've been doing. <laughs> so you did tent down there. Yes. Oh, excellent. How was the tenting? It was good. Um, a, a little chilly. All right. A little bit drizzly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fun time though. Compared to your last attempt at camping how was the inside of your tent in terms of wetness much better perfect (laughs) have you yet purchased a rain protector or a waterproofer yeah i have a rain a rain canopy whatever the fuck yeah Yeah. perfect ideal really uh tent condom i call them do you (laughs) i I do now you do now yeah yeah i mean you just did so i really can't say you you don't yeah perfect well that's cool yeah i'm glad you're back You've been, you've been doing anything exciting? I know you've been lost without me, but... Uh, doing some yard work uh, now that the weather is turning once more. So I've been trying to get outside, uh, spend time with my wife and my dogs. Um, my wife took up baking today while I was gone <laughs> and has now made dandelion cookies that are waiting for us at home. So we'll see how that goes. That's pretty cool. She, she said I mean, they're really good. They so. look good. Yeah, I think it's just a buttery sugar cookie, honestly, that has like dandelion in it. Nothing wrong with buttery sugary cookies. That's very true. Yeah, I really don't do much anymore. Honestly, I, I work, I podcast and I work on the podcast. Excellent. That's 
all we really need. That's all you want from me. <laughs> yeah, yes, I know. Yeah. That's enough. Yeah, that's, but, that's, that's what's going on. Good. It yeah. sounds very pleasant. Yeah. D&D once in a while. Nice. I'm doing that. Yeah. Got my vaccine Excellent. a couple weeks ago. Uh, that's been cool. I'm really glad I did it. It was extremely fast, extremely easy, and didn't cost me anything. So yeah, I'm uh, helping myself, my family, and my friends, and everyone in the world, really, um, by going to do that. So if you have that option to you, listener, you should absolutely uh, do that as well. Yeah, 100%. Very cool. Yeah, but that's mostly what I'm doing, and uh, really just trying to vibe with some final fantasy yeah is the vibe been working you feeling it uh after today i think so all right yeah i think this is the not first... today but after today after it'll today, get yeah. much better yeah, we this promise is, this is the last uh last chance i've given final fantasy yeah. and it just hasn't delivered yeah so no just strike out i think i think we're gonna hard turn to the left and uh this is now a puzzle quest podcast. oh i was gonna say unreal tournament <laughs> i remember your dad used to play unreal or still does for all i know but no unreal is great though Unreal Engine was born out of that game, right? I assume so. But the only reason I assume is because the names. So mm. fuck do I know? Well, that's enough about other games that aren't Final Fantasy. Yeah. You want to talk about Final Fantasy? Sure. Can I interest you in Final Fantasy VII, the prequel to the hot novel On the Way to a Smile? What? <laughs> is that? <laughs> Which is the prequel novel to the hit movie Advent Children. Is On the Way to a Smile in between Seven and Advent Children? Yeah. Who's the main character? I think there's a couple things going on. All right. Yeah. It fills in the gaps between Seven and Advent Children. Yeah. Can't remember what many... We'll get there. (laughs) Can't remember enough about Advent Children to remember what the gaps were, but... Oh, as always, this episode is brought to you by you, our patrons. Patreon.com slash First Encounter. So, today on Final Fantasy VII, the prequel, we played, starting at the point of just after foiling and or assisting not really sure shinra's uh attempts to blow up meteor with uh rocket specifically shinra 26 yes that did not work we did get the uh huge materia off of it though yes we did and we decided that we needed some wise counsel and red 13 i believe suggested that we head back to cosmo canyon and check in with someone we haven't heard from in quite some time Boogin. So we loaded ourselves up in the Tiny Bronco 3 Airship Edition. Love it. And flew over to Cosmo Canyon. We stumble our way up through and uh, talk to Bugenhagen. Bugen. 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 Just vomit. <laughs> Can't wait to just throw up on Bugen. <laughs> Grandpapa. Grandfather. Oh, 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 if you ever are in need of my wisdom, you are always welcome here. Yeah, that's why we came. What to do? Have you lost your way? When that happens, we each have to take a good long look at ourselves. Jesus, I didn't come here for this. <laughs> There's always something in the deepest reaches of our hearts. There will always be a door to the light. I was going to say it's usually a heartless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something buried or something forgotten. Remember it. Whatever that is must certainly be what you are looking for. That's easy enough to say, but I can't remember a thing. It must be there. Look harder! <laughs> you fucking... Ah, no good. Cloud, you call the others in here too. Yeah. Ding-a-ling. Cloud here. A ring-ring. A ring-ring. Banana phone. Did you see it? What is it that you are searching for? No, not a thing. No, can't come up with a thing. 
Okay, Sith already has it all. <laughs> Perfect. Me either. I don't get any of this. I remember Aerith a lot. No, not that. You haven't remembered. You haven't forgotten. How would you say? Aerith was right there all along. She was so close we couldn't see her. What Aerith did, the words she left behind. That reminds me, I was the same. As was I. Me too. She said she was the only one who could stop Sephiroth's meteor. But Aerith is gone. Is it impossible for us to carry on what Aerith tried to accomplish? We ain't no ancients, if that's what you mean. What? Did that girl go off to that place? <laughs> sure, Sid. Sure. <laughs> Why go, not, Sid? Go back to sleep, Sid. Yeah, Sid, you're, you're not contributing here. That's it. What's it? What did Aerith know? Why did she face Sephiroth without running away? I see. She returned there once again, correct? Where is there? Hmm. Perhaps I'll have you take me there. Maybe the city of the ancients? Buchenhagen was kind of leading us to talk about Aerith and the place where she died. And Bugen's like, hey, I'm coming too. Like, let's go. I need to go there and listen to what the planet has to say so that I can tell you what you need to do next. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. Tight. Before we leave, though, Cloud is like, hey, you know this huge materia? This is pretty much not great to be carrying around. Can I just leave this here? And Bugen's like, yeah, sure, go for it. Here, I'll show you how to plug it into this machine. So uh, he fires up his uh, Unreal-driven SimCity simulator, Solar City. Um, just words. We climb up into the solar system, solar system simulator and unload our huge materia all over. All over Bugenhagen's room. <laughs> yeah. God. What? <laughs> Nothing. And uh, we have three huge materia to unload here. So I believe we have a yellow, a blue, and a green. Is yep. that correct? Does that sound right? Yeah. And uh, when we look at the materia, it's like, oh, do you want to touch it? Do you want to do something? And I was like, yeah, all right. And like the first two, like nothing really happens is like the one that looks like command materia. It's like, ah, oh, cool. Interesting. It looks like command materia. Sure does. <laughs> and then the uh, one that looks like support magic, it's like, oh, cool. Sure does. And then the other one was the blue magic, which is it said like icy or something. I don't remember. Oh, it gave off like a cold, cold feeling or something. Uh, when we talked to that one, it said that Neo Bahamut and Bahamut started glowing, our existing summons. And when those started glowing, uh, it reacted with the huge materia, and we got a new summon, Bahamut Zero. Hell yeah. We're carrying around huge materia. This is pretty delicate oh, stuff, and we'd like to keep it in a safe place. Oh, oh, oh. Then we'll put it upstairs. Cosmo Canyon's gonna get absolutely demolished by the Shinra. I can I'm calling it right now. <laughs> ho ho ho! Is this what you call a huge materia? This is really rare materia indeed. Materia this rare is certain to have a special consciousness enclosed in it. I'm sure that's fine. Is that Bahamut? Bahamut. Neo Bahamut. Materia glows brightly. Hmm. Uh-oh. What did I do? What did you do? And why did you do it? Do you know what I did? Actually? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Received Bahamut oh, Zero material. shit! What a fucking dope, dope spell. This is probably in my top three summons. Yeah. It just delivers such an absurd amount of damage. We also used it against some... We don't need to tell them about fish. using it against the seahorses. <laughs> Those poor seahorses. Listen, listen. 
Horsey was the worst Pokemon from Gen 1, okay? That's not even true. <laughs> not true at all. Who springs to mind worse? Raticate. I hate Raticate. I'm literally offended. It's so fucking ugly. Raticate and Rattata are two of my favorite Pokemon. I like Rattata. Hmm. I think this might be the end of this podcast. Well, thanks for listening and... We won't see you next time. <laughs> I'm going to use Hyper Fang Attack as soon as Chris's mic is off. Um, but yeah, so we got uh, Bahamut Zero and Sick. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. Dope. Yeah, yeah. We hightail it out of Cosmo Canyon, Boogan in tow, and get back on the high wind. Not much happens on the high wind, really, except for two things of note. The first is that when you get on the high wind, Boogan is like, oh, is that the deck? I'm going to go out there. I love the smell of nature and I love the smell of machinery. And he's like, goes off on this very odd tangent. <laughs> Smells like machinery. I love this smell. Of course, I also love the smell of nature, too. I can feel the workings of the planet and the smell of the wind. I also feel the greatness of men's wisdom and the knowledge and the smell of machinery. Well, bye for now. Ooh. Why might, is Boogan the best? I might get a Boogan tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> Boogan makes his way out of the airship onto the like little lower part of it where I think Yuffie was at one point previously. I kind of followed him out there just to like be like, hey, what's up? And uh, all he says is, hmm, wonder where you're taking me. And I was like, shit, I don't I, I thought you were going to tell me where you're taking me. So the next thing we did was go up to the main deck, like where the pilot is and all the other uh, player characters and start just chatting with everyone. And everyone gets real sad real quick. Yeah. Uh, everyone is talking about Aerith and her death and like how it affected them. And it's just a real hard tone shift from like Boogan being like, ho, ho, ho. From Boogan. It's a yeah. hard tone shift from Boogan. Yeah. I told Aerith's mom about her death. Uh, okay. Holy That's something to just drop there. I swear I was just reading it like Otto in his voice. I was not ready for what it said. No. Elmara was cried herself silly. So did little Marlene. Yeah, really? Jesus Christ on a cracker. Who let Kate Sith deliver that? And Aerith, she's dead. Guess she turned into spiritual energy and returned to the planet, huh? But even if she did, there's no way we'll meet her again. Hmm. Real, real bunch of happy folk up here, huh? City of the Ancients. In that's time, not, that's that not is... Vincent's voice. Oh, right. Come Sorry. on, man. Come on. Come on. <clears throat> the Ancients. In time, that is probably what later generations will call us. <laughs> it's only a matter of time for us. Hmm. I like Vincent. He's okay. Aerith used to pat me on the nose sometimes. I used to hate being treated like a child like that, but I also liked the attention. I wanted to apologize to her for what I did when we first met. I don't like this. Were you not ready for this Aerith episode? I don't think you were ready either, given your look. <laughs> Holy shit, Diva! I wonder what Aerith felt when she was on that altar. I'm sure she wanted to give her life for the planet. Really? I wonder. I don't think that was it. I don't think she wanted to die at all, but was planning on coming back all along. She always used to talk about the next time. She talked about the future more than any of us. Jesus. Um, Aerith? I wanted to give her a ride in the high wind. Hmm. I don't... I... Take us away, learner pilot. We take command back of the airship and head out towards the City of the Ancients. 
Let's see. City of the Ancients. I think up north, if I'm right. Is that North Coral? Yep. Okay. So I'm starting to, I'm starting to get it. Uh, this was the north, so that's not quite right. The that's north. Right. Jensen. All right. There's this temple of the ancients. <laughs> Quote, unquote, temple. Well, you know. It's, it's not its fault it turned into black materia, Christopher. <laughs> there's Nibble. Uh, coral again. Right, let's go over swim this way. There's Rocket Town. Um, I might need... Mm. Nope. What? Here we uh, are. There's Bone Village. Okay. It wasn't the north. I must have just uh, fucked up like a moron that I am. Eh. Welcome to Bone Village. Or town for nature lovers. Have you, you seen Bugenhagen? You need something? Are you going to run away? <laughs> Through fossils, we already know everything that happened on this planet since the beginning. Now we want to see the rest up to the end of the planet. It's a mixed feeling. Hmm. I'm, I'm, Start I, digging! I'm just, I don't want to deal with these people today. We touched down in Bone Village uh, after a bit of a search and kind of just beelined it through there. We didn't really do anything. We go through the Sleeping Forest and get into the City of the Ancients. And the original path that we took to where uh, Aerith died is now no longer accessible. So we have to find an alternate route. As we are just kind of searching around, we find a chamber that has like this large glowing font in the middle. And Bugen kind of is like, oh, this is it. Let's Let's go check that out. This is, yes, exactly. Are you getting something? It's like, he's not an FM radio. Jeez, Cloud. (laughs) Give me a moment. I'm not an FM radio, Cloud. (laughs) The knowledge of the ancients swirling around here is telling me one thing. The planet's in crisis. (laughs) Oh, yeah, good thing we came all the way here for the planet to tell you that, Boogan. (laughs) A crisis beyond human power or needless time. It says, when the time comes, <gasps> we must search for holy. I've heard that one before. I don't remember what it is, but I've heard it before. Holy. The ultimate <gasps> white magic. That's the thing that was in Aerith's hands. Magic that might stand against Meteor. Perhaps our last hope to save the planet from Meteor. Chris. <laughs> Chris, it's the uh, white magic that's in the ball. And a fucking weapon. I fucking right. I fucking knew it. Yeah. I still don't think that's weapon, but I'm pretty sure I was wrong that that thing. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm going to go with the, uh, the the weapon was the friends we found along the way the whole time. Oh, my time. God. <laughs> Weapons are the monsters we made along the way. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if a soul-seeking holy reaches the planet, it will appear. Whoa-ho-ho. Meteor, weapon, everything will disappear. Perhaps even ourselves. What is best for the planet what is bad for the planet? All that is bad will disappear. Ho, ho, ho. I wonder which we humans are. Search for holy. How do we do it? Get the white materia. This will bond the planet to humans. Then speak to the planet. If our wish reaches the planet, the white materia will begin to glow a pale green. This is the end. Aerith had the white materia. But when Aerith died, it fell from the altar. So uh, around this kind of like font or fountain kind of thing, I don't really know a good way to describe it. There is writing in Cetra or ancient and uh, Bugen can't read it. Cloud's like, oh, we'll never figure it out. And then Bugen's like, I'm old, but my eyes aren't gone yet. Check it out. And there's writing 
like in Midgarian or Gaian, whatever sure. the common. common is. Common. Yeah, common. That works. Yeah. So there's writing in common around the ring that has some of the translation. It says like something, something where the sun doesn't shine, something, something, the key. So Bugen and Cloud with their great meeting of the minds determined that there is a key that's needed to find out more about what Aerith was doing. Bugen kind of says like, oh, well, if we get this key, we can unlock this area and find out more about what is going on with Holy, what's going on with the white magic. Bugen sends us on our way and tells us like, hey, if you need anything, let's go. Let's do it. (laughs) Come back here and we'll talk about it. We should have taken him out of Cosmo Canyon a long time ago. Yeah, he's doing okay. How are you feeling up to this point, Christopher? Uh, Pretty on track. Yeah? Yeah. Not too distracted by anything else going on. However, boy, does everything go out the window. Yeah. So a place even the sunlight won't reach. That sounds like some underwater times, maybe? Maybe. How the hell would we get underwater, though? Chris, no, I'm not using the goddamn submarine yet. Mm. Midgar doesn't seem like the sun shines there under the plate. It's true. (gasps) We're going to... I'm going to go to Midgar. (laughs) Midgar episode. Dude, if we have a Midgar episode, I'm going to be so stoked. I miss Midgar. (laughs) When my worldview was so much shorter and smaller. Shorter? Why did I say shorter? Who are you? Who's this guy? That's funny. I dropped the key to this gate somewhere. Must have been out on that excavation tour. Yeah. Excavation tour. So I bet if we go digging... All right, Chris, I'm getting ideas. I can't tell if they're the right ideas or if you're going to be so upset, but I'm absolutely about to go blow all of my gill on an excavation trying to find the Midgar key. In Midgar, there's a new person standing outside of the locked gate, and he says that he lost the key to that gate. Must have been on that stupid excavation that he went on. So I being who I am as a human, hightail it right back to Bone Village and just start aggressively, aggressively, and I mean aggressively, spending my gill on searching for items. Let's go digging. I want the Lunar Harp. The Lunar Harp is somewhere in the ground. Fucking Mr. Moneybags Cloud is back. Give me your finest men. You don't sound pleased, Chris. I mean, it's fine. (sighs) I don't think there's anything down here, so let's try looking up around here again. I don't know why you're still looking once you got the mop. Because I want the fucking Midgar key. Nothing in here. Sick. (laughs) I'm going to go pee again. (laughs) (laughs) Don't, uh, Don't pause on my account. Chris, you would, uh... You would never steer me wrong and let me just do this for hours on end, right? Hmm. That's the hunt. Not ideal. So I put all of them in like a circle around here. Yeah. Right? And then hit the bomb and they all looked this way. But I think they were trying to look up. Right. So. Can I help you? No, I guess not. All right, this is the last search I'm gonna let you do. Make it count. But I need the, I need the key. I love the enthusiasm. I like that you have fallen as hard for Midgar as I once did. Hmm. You feeling lucky, punk? No. Where's the goddamn Midgar key, Chris? <laughs> Where is that? 
Right. Do you talk to any? Does anyone else say anything useful? No. All right. No one is useful here. Well, here we go. All right. Well, I don't know where to go. Um, where else does the sun not shine? I wish we kept track of how much you spent. I wish we have too, but I also don't want to know <laughs> because I did a lot. Uh, you went to the bathroom at one point, and I yes. just kept excavating during yep. that too. So, like, there was a lot of excavation. Do you know how many items I found, Christopher? Was it one? It was one. <laughs> so after I don't even know how many attempts to find the Midgar key, Chris is like, "You know what you need to do. I know you don't want to do it, <laughs> but you know what you need to do." And I did. I left Bone Village, and I make my airshipy way back over to Junon Harbor and find the submarine. I don't like the submarine after last week. Do you like it a little more after this week? I do. Yeah, the the actual navigational use of it on the world map is is pretty good. Just that mini game was garbage. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um I think my main problem with all the mini games is that since the controller's mapping is just so fucking terrible, <laughs> yeah. it's just a nightmare for me. Like I would love to play this game with a PS1. <laughs> I think it's actually on the Switch, too. I read yeah, somewhere, yeah. which I might pick up at some point after we finish it and just start going through it. So we go in the submarine and submerge. I was like, well, sun doesn't shine underwater. So or, you know, if you go deep enough, so probably need to just go onto the ocean floor and just start trolling around. So we did, except there's a big old scary monster yeah, under there, Chris. We weren't alone. No. Uh, what did you say? It's name was Emerald Monster. Emerald Weapon. Emerald Weapon. That's right. I looked Chris dead in the eye and I said, I'm going to fight it. Yeah. And I just rammed my submarine right into it. Or Tiny Bronco V4, if you will. Yes, absolutely. Would you call that a fight? Uh, I... Let's get this nightmare over with. Uh, why don't you save it on the land? Hmm. (laughs) Don't like that warning. I mean, don't take it as a warning. Maybe just a suggestion. (laughs) Something to remember doing. Okay, it's not that much different than the airship. Whoa! Where are you? Could I interest you in an emerald weapon? Will it fight me? Sure will. Ooh. I'm sure that's fine. Chris, uh, could I? Could I ask you why, uh. Oh. <laughs> hmm. So don't fight those, is what you're saying. And that one specifically, you have to be in 20 minutes or you die underwater i'm just gonna i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go the just other gonna way. not that just gonna go the other way when i see it it one hit ko'd my entire party yes so we ratcheted that counter up by one and i decided on the next journey to not try it so you know it's not doing anything wrong no he it's was not just, bothering us not bothering anyone just right? hanging out yeah. just being a fish i'm okay with that yeah. so we uh we leave him to his devices he leaves us to ours and we just start flying around the water trying to find <laughs> stuff flying you know around how you the fly water. in water yeah. Chris, we repeatedly yell airfish on that's this that's true yes you're right. i think at this point we're flying water like you wouldn't All believe right. fair enough uh and we find a couple of things so the first thing i find is the remains of that red submarine that has the f- maybe final as far as i'm aware huge materia in it just completely didn't realize that that was a thing i needed to worry about and uh ended up just grabbing that and was like all right well this is mine now Trolled the ocean floor a little bit more. Uh, found the Junon underwater reactor. Did not visit it again. Didn't have fond memories last time. Just I was okay. Uh, and we did find a little nook and cranny, though, with a ancient key in it. Yeah. Which was uh, pretty cool. What do you think that's all about? Uh, I don't know, but uh, I'm sure we'll find out. 
So I take the key and my materia and I just get back to the surface as quickly as possible. Jump back in the high wind and before doing anything else, I tell Chris, I got to bring this huge materia back to Cosmo Canyon. So I do get to Cosmo Canyon, you know, unload myself all over uh, Boogan's room again and nothing happens. No, it's fine. <laughs> nothing special. So I was like, oh, at least that's here now. So I don't have to worry about it. So take my ancient key and head back to Bone Village. I did a couple more attempts at finding that Midgar key. Chris yes, was you did. still not happy about it. Still wasn't. Gave me one last chance. I didn't find anything. And I decided to progress into the city. Really wish I knew how much you spent. I don't want to know. It's at least 500 gil per excavation. <laughs> Can I interest you in a digging of a time? I need you to give me content, Hanny. <laughs> Oh shit, I can't see him. <laughs> that was not ideal. I will I will admit that that one was not ideal. Can't wait to see how this is done in the fucking yeah. remake. <laughs> they just give you a <laughs> shovel. Yeah, I was gonna say. Alright, so he's staring straight up and they're staring in the middle. So instead of digging at the point, this will be the last one, I swear, and then I'll, I'll be done. <laughs> before I blow all of my gill on this. <laughs> Don't need that all material, but you know what I do need. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Fucking nothing. Get it. Fuck out of here. God damn it. At least you gotta make it elixir. It's not what I wanted, though. No. I wanted a key to Midgar. It's not how life works. I'm assuming the key to Midgar is something that will absolutely, like, be something you need for the future and not just, like, a sure thing. But I absolutely wanted to subvert you <laughs> and just go to <laughs> Midgar this episode. I don't know why you think we return to Midgar. <laughs> I genuinely don't remember if any of Advent Children takes place in Midgar. It entirely takes place in Costa del Sol. Oh, God. <laughs> it would, uh, too. That would be a better movie. <laughs> Just a beach film. So I make my way through the Sleeping Forest once more, back to where we left Bugen. Bugen uh, is like, oh, I see you found the key. Excellent. Place it in that music box. And Chris and I are like, what fucking music box are you talking about? <laughs> The key fits into some weird like slot that has uh, icicles in it and it like tinkles as it rotates into the chamber. I, I don't know. It was weird. It, it was, was a music box. I don't know why you're having a problem. It was a music box. I believe at this point, Chris can edit in the point where he literally said, I wouldn't call that a music <laughs> box. <laughs> but uh, what happens is a huge rush of water uh, envelops the font that you were originally at with Bugen. Uh, you approach it and Bugen's like, well, do you want to go in and see what this is all about? Hell yeah. Like, yeah, all right, let's go. We wander in, and Bugen's like, oh, it's a projection screen. This was actually really cool. We see projected onto the water Aerith's death, and she drops the white materia wholly, and we see it fall into a chasm um, under the water, the altar where she was praying previously, and we see that it is glowing, uh, a pale green color. I miss Aerith. There it goes. It's glowing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's pale green. Aerith. Aerith has already prayed for Holy. Oh. After I gave up the black materia to Sephiroth, Aerith's words came into my dreams. She said she was the only one that could stop Sephiroth. And to do that, there is a secret here. That was Holy. That's why she had the white materia. Aerith knew about here and what she had to do. Aerith has left us great hope, but it cost her life, her future. 
I'm sorry, Aerith. I should have figured this out sooner. You left without saying a word. It was all so sudden, I couldn't think. That's why it took so long for me to find out. But, Aerith, I understand now. I'll do the rest. Fuck. Holy has been activated by Aerith in her dying moments, uh, meaning that she basically did what she needed to do to save the planet. However, we also realize that something's not quite right about Holy because it's not actually helping anything right now. Uh, Bugen and Cloud postulate that it's being held back by something, to which Cloud says it's him. It, it has to be him. He's the only one who could do this, obviously meaning Sephiroth. The party and Bugen at this point are kind of like, okay, well, we got to find Sephiroth. We got to make sure he's in the North Cave if that's still where he is or find him, put a stop to him, get him out of the way of Holy so that Holy can do its work to save the planet. We get our marching orders kind of at this point that we're going to go find Sephiroth, right? So we're going to head back to the North Cave at this point and maybe confront him if we can get through that big light dome barrier. However, (laughs) as we're exiting the Forgotten City, we drop in on a conversation at Shinra HQ that all of the parts of the giant cannon from Gion Harbor have been moved to where Mako is prominent and it's being designed to turn into a giant Mako gun to just shoot refined Mako. Not ideal. Well, it's pretty cool, but it's (laughs) It's not pretty fucking sweet. It's really fucking sweet. Um, from a purely objective standpoint, it's a really cool mechanic. Mm. Um, a couple of things about this moment though, in this room where we are getting a direct line, there is only Reeve, Scarlet, Heidegger, and Rufus, which means one of them is Kate Sith. Unless there's a page just off camera. Nope. I refuse. <laughs> I'm still on the Reeve train. All aboard the Reeve train, if you will. Toot toot. Toot toot. Reeve, it's your job to adjust the reactor's output. I see. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me pr- <laughs> just driving home my theory. <laughs> Don't worry about adjusting it, Reeve. Once you open it up all the way, everything will go full speed. <laughs> the president should have done it this time. The whole idea that Mir will disappear if we defeat Sephiroth is all wrong. If you can remember, Mr. President, it was my idea to fire Mako Power's shells. Will the shells really reach the northern border? <laughs> of course. But... Mr. President, let's not call it a Mako cannon. This new weapon is called the Sister Ray. <laughs> Every morning there's a halo hanging from the corner. Huh. All right. I feel like we're just like very solidified on Reeve. It's either got to be Reeve, Rufus, Heidegger, or yeah! Scarlet. <laughs> God, if, if it was Scarlet, I'd be so livid. Can't believe Kaseth is Heidegger and terrible still. I can. <laughs> no, no joke. I straight up, yes, I can. There's a lot of stuff happening all over the place. Yeah. It's not ideal, a lot of it. No. I'm really hoping I can find the fucking Midgar key now. So, as we're outside of the Forgotten City, everything just starts shaking and we see a monster rise up from the ocean, a giant white monster. And it just starts walking across the ocean towards Midgar. And everyone's like, hey, where's it heading? And everyone's like, eh, it's definitely beelining towards Midgar. There's also a really weird aside where uh, Kate Sith and Barrett kind of get into a fight on the deck of the Highwind. 
A weapon came out of the sea and is headed straight for Midgar. The new weapon should stop him, right? I don't know if it's ready or not. Hey, what's gonna happen to Marlene? Don't you worry, none. Marlene's in a safe place. She's with Aerith's mama. Barrett? What was that scratching just now? As long as Marlene is safe, who cares what else happens, right? I've been itching to say this to you for a while now. When you blew up the Sector 1 reactor, how many do you think died? That was for the life of the planet. You gotta expect a few casualties. A few? What do you mean a few? What may be a few to you is everything to those who died. Protect the planet. Ha! That sure sounds good. No one will go against you. So you think you can just do whatever you want, right? I don't want to hear that from no one in Shinra. I can't do anything about that. Stop it. Katesith, Barrett, he knows what he did. What we did in Midgar can't be forgotten, no matter what the reason. I know you. You can't quit the company because you're worried about the people in Midgar, right? I honestly think Katesith has some of the best dialogue in the game. I'm sorry for saying it, but I know we do the silly voice and I knew, you know, I know that overall you don't love the character, but I think his lines when he's about to die in the Temple of the Ancients, uh, I think that whole speech he has is phenomenal. And I think his speech about like how, yeah, he was a spy because he was doing what he needed to do to get his ends. I just think he has like, you know, we, we take the silly approach. We give him the cat voice, whatever. Like, I know it's obviously just someone on the other side of like the robot. That's like just probably a normal person. Not changing the voice though, just so no, you know. No. Um, Canonically, that's the voice the guy on the other end of the robot is using. Yeah. <laughs> Every time whoever that person is starts talking, somebody else is walking by the office and like just closing the door. You're like, no, nah. just none of that. Yeah. None of that is enough. The only thing I didn't like about this, like I thought the dialogue was great. It was just the timing of it was really weird. Like it's just inserted into a moment where I don't think it made any sense. Yeah, but it was important dialogue to have. Yes, definitely. All right, let's go. We'll be a weapon ourselves. Hey, Cloud. You think we can win against that monster? We got a chance of winning, right? How would I know? I like how he gives like a really victory pose. How would I know? Yeah. We're fucked. (laughs) (laughs) But that's no reason for us to just let him go. We're going to Midgar and fight weapon. Come on, let's move. Knew I didn't need no Midgar key. Do I have to fight him? Well, I would save it first, probably. save our game and go attempt to fight it <laughs> good god what a nightmare i tried to engage it with the high wind and says just like why are you ra- why are you <laughs> ramming the high wind into it what are you trying to do let's go fight it on land so we uh touch down on the continent that midgar is on and just kind of wait for it to uh come at me bro and it does how did i do the first fight you were doing pretty darn well i have to say it was a hard fight it was a hard fight you've gotten much more comfortable with the battle system though yeah did start falling apart by the end of the fight, though. Yeah, I think... You start getting a little panicky. I get I get panicky very easily when things aren't going my way. Um, fun fact about me. What is, the, what is Countdown? No thanks. Mm. No thank you for any of this. Mm. Uh, that's not... Not good, is Diamond it? Flash. Mm. Mm. That looks like... Goodbye, everyone. Oh, they're all silenced. Fuck it. Stop. (laughs) God damn it. I'm I'm fucking dead. (laughs) And then there is only Sid. Did I just use it on himself? (laughs) It's okay. It would be lame if you beat it on your first try. I would really like to. 
unfortunately, ratchet that death counter up by once more. So that brings us to a total of two deaths editing, Chris, for your pleasure whenever we have to edit this. You have to update them. I mean, that's fine. We're like two death counts behind. I don't listen at the to time our, of this I recording. I don't listen to our podcast. I've told you. Update the death counts. <laughs> our audience is waiting. Are They've they? been staring at that. <laughs> Just looking. <laughs> Where is it going to change? <laughs> After this uh, first attempt at fighting the diamond weapon, we switch up our party a little bit. I think I uh, went for Dream Team V1. So Cloud, Barrett, and Katesith uh, rearranged some materia some equipment and took it on again did much better this time it was a long fight but i didn't actually lose a character once i didn't have to do a revive at all it's true did i do it barrier restore restore holy oh, shit magic plus <laughs> shiva full cure oh you got full cure <laughs> holy, holy shit. <laughs> wow you did it thank you we managed to beat diamond weapon and it decides to turn its back on us and run because it senses murder. They say something big is coming. Mm. Uh, diamond weapon turns around and runs from you. So uh, everyone gets back on the high wind and is kind of flying around. And we see the sister ray charge up and just fucking blasts right through diamond weapon, right through its center. And it goes through it actually all the way up to the north and hits the dome barrier over uh, where Sephiroth and Genova are and manages to break that apart. Yeah. Uh, as well as felling Diamond Weapon. Pretty freaking scary. However, as Diamond Weapon is falling or dying or right being, before... Being shot at. Yeah, there's a, a bit of a crossfire and one of, or one or several of its projectiles actually hit Shinra HQ and seemingly take out Rufus. Sir, weapon's been defeated. The barrier has disappeared. Sir, a mass of high-density energy is heading towards Midgar. Hmm. Uh, uh-oh. Whoa! Whoa weapons attacking! Ah! Oh, Rufus cutscene. A lot of cutscenes in this episode. Yeah. Oh, sh- shit. Hmm. Oh. Okay. Did Rufus just get murdered? What happened to Sephiroth? Northern cave. Let's go see what happened to it. Rufus's office explodes in fire, and you kind of see him engulfed in, in flame and the destruction, so we don't really know what's going on with Rufus at this point. We see Diamond Weapon fall back into the ocean, and we see the barrier uh, around Sephiroth crumble. So we get back to Cloud et al., and Cloud says, all right, we got to go see what Sephiroth's up to. We got to go see if he's still up there. At this point, Chris said, hey, save the game. Turn it Shut off. Shut it down. We're done for the day. So, Chris, with that, how are you feeling about today's episode? It, it, felt, it felt very disjointed for me because yeah. of how many asides we took. We took a lot of asides. Like, we went to Midgar. We sure looked for that Midgar key. You could have just told me where it was and this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Stopped in on Cosmo Canyon twice. Sometimes you just gotta, you know? You just gotta. At least once. <laughs> but no, there's a good chunk of development in this episode. Yeah, this was a good, good heavy episode, I thought. Yeah. Particularly around Holy and the White Materia, which I've been waiting to hear about for a couple episodes now. Yeah. That put a lot of things together for me. So just finding out that 
finding out that Aerith actually cast it before she died, I think, was something that's really cool because I didn't know that mm. at all. Yeah. Um. So I, I've heard Holy before. I didn't know what it was, but I think I postulated that it might be the White Materia. But yeah, I I was pleased with kind of getting more around that and i really missed Aerith, so kind of seeing her again having all the conversation around her was really lovely just to like yeah she's still with us yeah this was the first episode i think since Aerith's death where they really addressed it yeah i mean so much happened directly after cloud losing it and all yeah. that stuff and i think it, it took a bit for us to get, circle up and get back there but i'm really glad we're back there now yeah yeah so in the past i've asked you about how you're going to address weapons and you've postulated a number of things weapon you're going to be using to defeat Sephiroth maybe or stop meteor doesn't seem like that Shinra is going to take care of weapons seem like Shinra might take care of weapons they took out two yeah (laughs) but now we're missing Rufus yeah what are we going to do about weapon um well I don't know how badly or if at all the sister a was damaged so I'm hoping that if it wasn't damaged, that Scarlet and Heidegger at least can maybe bumblefuck their way into shooting it off again. But like, good Lord, do I not trust that? Yeah. So follow up question. Who's going to take control of Shinra for the time being? I feel like Scarlet, probably. She seems like the most able to bully people into following her. She does seem like a bully. She is definitely a bully. And Heidegger sucks. And Heidegger sucks. He's an idiot. And Reeve is too good for this world. <laughs> What else you got for me? What do you got for your to-dos? What's your objective list right now? Let's see. My to-dos are go north, check in on Sephiroth, find the Midgar key, get back into Midgar. While your high wind has been blasting around the world, you've called out a cave a couple times. Yeah. Are you planning on getting there? I'd like to, but uh, I think we need to have a real chocobo of a time before I can get there. Yeah. So we'll have to chocobo around a little bit yeah chocobo and find out as the kids say i think so (laughs) yeah i think uh we've addressed everything that i'd like to this episode perfect unless you have anything else no i think uh with that thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time bye see you thank you so much for listening to the first encounter podcast if you want the journey to continue, why don't you hit us up on Twitter at 1STEncounterPod. You can email us at mail at firstencounterpodcast.com, or you can check out our website, firstencounterpodcast.com. Our intro and outro music is written and performed by Alton Zach. 